will be streaming live soon. Good morning. I have the the privilege of sharing this word with you today. And yet I hope that you will not uh, be so how how do you say be uh upset about it or be uh worried about and condemned. There's no no purpose like that whatsoever in my heart. What I'm trying to tell you is to interpret to you uh, this word that comes from Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 18. And is Paul in response to the Judaizers in, in the, uh, the hundreds of churches in, in the Galatian area, which is really a central Turkey today. You know, Turkey is, is wide. It's not, it's a rectangle. And uh, 900 miles from, from one side to the other. And so Paul traveled those areas and he ministered in those areas to so many people. And he's trying to convince them that really the idea of adding uh, as a requirement for salvation something from the law is not fair. It's not right. And so he is really, really struggling. He is uh, uh, convicted. He is fighting for the souls of all the Jew Christians in, the, in that area. And so, you have to see that that way, because if you don't, you take the word uh, just exactly what it is there, and, and it looks like he is just accusing or condemning or putting you down. Nothing of the kind. So let me see if I can deal with this. And uh, not be able to bless you, because the purpose of this ministry is to bless you, is to strengthen you. There's no desire here. As you see, I'm not selling anything. I'm not asking anything. I'm just giving. And so, I hope that you'll be able to listen to me today with a, a keen sense of, uh, of appreciation for the Word itself. Galatians 5, 16-18. So I say... Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. In the Spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you do, so that you are not to do whatever you want. So that you are not to do whatever you want. The conflict seems to paralyze you. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. I want to read one more time. Because I want you to sort of, uh, and I want to read it slow. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit is what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Holy Spirit, you are not under the law. God, I pray that, that my brother, my sister, Lord, whatever they are in the car, perhaps uh, they're, they're driving and perhaps they're listening to uh, uh, this message or they are home watching TV or watching the computer, I pray that you bless them and convict them of what I'm about to say in Jesus' name. Amen.
Now, the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. The flesh here does not mean the body. If he did, what is next would make no sense whatsoever. For, for he lusteth, he, he says, against the spirit. So, it's not the body lusting against the spirit. Because he gives you an idea that the flesh is the body. But it's not. So what is it? The body is not able to move by itself. The body is moved by something. The body is not an agent, but is act upon it. So first of all, we got to take the blame in the anger, in the anxiety, in the accusation that my body is just a sinful hunk of bones. I am... I am no good, and my body is just making me do things like that. Not nothing of a kind. So say hello, body. You are created by God, said, and uh, and you are good looking, and you are not condemned. Now I said this, and I'll say it again: the body is not able to move by itself; it is moved by something. Would you agree? The body is not an agent, but it's act upon it. So. How then does it lust? For lust belongs to the soul. If you study soul, it's will, mind, and emotions. So how does it lust? How can the body lust? For lust belongs to the soul, not to the body. Another place it says, My soul longeth. Psalm 84, 2. And whatsoever my soul, thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. 1 Samuel 24. 20 verse 4. So flesh, lust against the spirit? That's an interesting thing. How dare you? What kind of thing do you think you are that you can come and fight the Holy Spirit? But it says, flesh, lust against the spirit. The spirit, lust against the flesh. So this is a, <laughs> it is a convincing argument because that's what it's written there. Paul does not call the flesh not the natural body, but he's referring to the deprived mind. Where it says, Ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Romans 8, 8. And again, They that are in the flesh cannot please God. So it's dealing with a deprived mind. So, take the body out of this. Flesh means deprived mind. It comes inside of you. It comes as you think it. It comes as you build it. It comes as you are not physically, spiritually healed. And so because of your deep rejection from siblings, from family, from who you are, from what life presented to you, you see, the mind was instructed by the body. The body partook of it, but the mind made the body partake of it. And it says... They are not, they are in the flesh, cannot please God. Means they are in the deprived, the deprived mind cannot please God. Satan plays a hard game. See, since flesh is deprived will, deprived mind, Satan is after your soul. He wants to kill your soul. You see, your soul, he's a murderer from the beginning, remember that? So what this is the meaning of Paul on this scripture? It is the earthly mind, slothful and careless, 
that here he calls flesh. Now, now we come to understand a little more, and now we're beginning to realize that uh, uh, you, you, you are more responsible for what's happening to you than your body. <laughs> you see, the body is a hunk of flesh and bones and blood. But your mind is a living organism that deducts, inducts, realizes. And Satan simply comes toward the mind, and the battle is in the mind. You know, everybody writes a book about the battle being the mind being being, being the uh, the battlefield of the. That's right. Thank you, John. This is not an accusation of the body, but a charge against a slothful soul. The game of walking in the Spirit is a game for life and death. Do not take it lightly. I would say that anybody who is alive today is battling in that area. It's a normal thing for a Christian to come to that place of a battle. The question is, is really that uh, we need to know who is guilty of, who needs healing, Instead of condemning and putting down, the game of walking in the Spirit is a game of life and death. This is not an accusation of the body, but a charge against a slothful soul. Okay, good. I think we're coming together now and we're beginning to realize that it's right here. That this, this mind has to win and overcome. You see... We're dealing with problems that leads a divorce in the family. It leads a lot of accusation. And when you can't win over a slothful mind, your body gets sick. When your body gets sick, your mind continues to thrive. And the battle is severe. It is a, a flesh is a part of our nature our body, our sexuality, our feelings. No one hates or rejects this part of us. Only those who abuse it and walk away from the Holy Spirit. So I'm saying to you that if you persist in the battle against these areas in your life, you're going to win because the Holy Spirit knows that He's not going to tempt you more than you can bear. The problem is that if, if you don't get healing from it, if you don't get deliverance from it, if you don't be delivered from this environment of slothful mind, then your body gets sick. And when the body gets sick, it takes a long time to overcome it. The flesh is inferior to the soul. I wish I could talk more about that. Because all of you have this idea that somehow you can't do nothing against the devil because you are taken by this situation you will never overcome its part of you. You see, if your sexuality is something that needs attention, and it is because God created you that way. The devil didn't make you that way. God created that way. And to belittle it, and to refuse it, and to allow it not to be understood in the perspective in which God made you, it's a big mistake. And so you begin to abuse the body because you are thinking 
that you are rejected, put down and harassed. You see, the levels of sexuality in a person's life dictates a need. And you have to understand that need in order to understand who you are. And as you understand who you are, the Holy Spirit will bless. The flesh is inferior to the soul. For the soul is the person that God wants to have in eternity. The soul is the will of a person, the mind of a person, the emotion of a person. And so every time I see someone that is depleted mentally, psychologically, it is because they have accepted the accusation of the devil that they are wrong in everything that they do. If God created that way yourself in the level that you created, woman or man, you have to understand it and be able to work with the Holy Spirit in bringing clarity, vision, and balance into your life. I hope that came through. I hope so. Your soul is of great value. Your soul is of great value. God wants you to be in Him, with Him in heaven. You know, I've seen husband and wives that really uh, uh, are in, unequal to each other. But if, if, if each party that is unequal to each other knows how to work the problem out, God will bless it. The Bible says the bed is undefiled. But fornicators as such will be judged. What is a fornication? Fornication is sexuality out of marriage. And so loving is a wonderful thing if you know how to do it. The soul is of great value. It cannot be disturbed by your flesh, by your, for your body. I hope that I'm talking to you today. I hope I'm saying something to you today. And of course, as I am, I've been in counseling now for 50 years, so I know that I'm speaking to many of you there. What shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? You see, because the, the, the part of this, of this area that suffer the most is the soul. If your body is put down and harassed, if your flesh, which is your mind, has no relief, then the next thing that you do, you begin blaming your own soul. That's the way it is. I'm no good. I don't have any future. This is horrible. I'm horrible. And there's no way I can please God. You see, pleasing God in this area is according to His will and purpose. And you can please God uh, inside of you if you consider the soul besides anything else. Forget about the way you're created. Forget about the way you feel. Just energize your soul and give value to your soul. You say, Rick, but, uh, but that means that I have to change the way I am. I wish before you change that you get to know who you are. As you get to know who you are, then things begin to change. And so, your soul can be lost. What does the prophet a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Mark 8.35 So first of all, let's, let's just look this very carefully. We are dealing with a subject that is very important in areas today. More than ever before, sexuality is on the news day and night. I met a young man that, that uh, lost his father for divorce. 
His mother married a very, very, very angry and bitter man. And that man hurt deeply that young boy by punishing him in ways that uh, was uncalled for. Because of the loss of a father, he assimilated the personality of the mother. And today this young man is in the world today suffering and hurting because he doesn't know who he is. He wasn't born that way. He was a young man that was rejected by his father and physically punished by the next man that came around. And so he is looking like his mother and he has no father. So he is suffering. And when someone comes to that stage of the game, the pain is an agony. His deprived mind now accuses him constantly. And he finds relief in the sexual area. So the soul is, is very important in the life of this young man. The Holy Spirit wants this young man to be healed internally, psychologically, mentally, spiritually. The Holy Spirit wants this young man to find balance in his life instead of being a piece of flesh for somebody else. Your soul is your ID, your conscious personal self, the I. It is your identity that makes you who you are. It is the place of your memory, your feelings, your imagination, your convictions, your, your desires, your affections. God wants to save you. Now when God begins to save you, the human spirit is reborn. And the battle for the soul becomes a spiritual battle because the spirit of man begins to convict by the Holy Spirit. You see, your spirit was dead. It came alive when you met Christ. And so, and so your spirit begins to, to come for the soul. These are contrary to one another. The spirit and the flesh and the deprived mind is contrary to one another. Now where is the mind? In the soul. And so the spirit of man revived, began to fight. And that battle is a battle that is happening in the lives of every human Christian that I know. There's not a single Christian that, that loves God, that is not working his sanctification or her sanctification, that is not battling. You are battling about all kinds of things. And I'm here today to tell you that the way to win this battle is to recognize where the enemy is. It's certainly not your body. For he that is deprived of the truth is called the natural man. 1 Corinthians 2.14 One more time. He that is deprived of the truth is called the natural man. Now, then you begin to understand your husband. You see, your husband is a human being that don't know how to love you. He is rude. He is crude. He is hurt. And the reason why is because the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So how do you work this out? How do you begin to understand? I think the first thing we need to understand is to know that a lot of things that is happening to your husband is because he's a natural man. He cannot understand the Spirit of God. He don't appreciate. 
And so instead of fighting him and calling him a big sinner than anything else, and accusing him and, by, and, and putting your finger on his face, saying he is no good, you should begin to pray for him. You should begin to fast for him. You should begin to be nice and tender to him. And begin to be kind to him. And if you do that, then the Holy Spirit can use you in this marriage. And vice versa. When you find a soul that is lusting against the Spirit of God, you find a soul that has all the senses depleted of ballast. You find a soul that has no discernment. A soul that is ignorant of all good things. A soul driven by selfishness and perfectionism. Now can someone working their salvation have perfectionistic ideas that, that brings you into a place where you are no good to yourself? Yes. Yes. Many Christians are locked into this war. Are locked into this balance. Remember that uh, these are contrary to one another. And so they're, they're battling. They don't have any peace. They don't have any joy. Okay? And when they think of who they are, they feel accused. For if the power of God is since the creation of the world, clearly seen, being perceived through the things that are made. Romans 1.20 For if the power of God is since the creation of the world, clearly seen, being perceived through the things that are made. The God created all kinds of things. And you understand those things by the power of the Holy Spirit because God created everything, including you. How could we see them without eyes? If faith cometh by hearing, how can you hear? Romans ten seventeen. How can you understand if your eyes are closed? How can you perceive if you have no understanding of that? You probably say, Rick, how can I do it? Well, you turn in into this channel every single day of your life in the morning or afternoon and we'll be able to help you. That's what we're trying to do here. We're not playing games so you can like me. I'm not, I'm not here so you can get a CD from me or get a book from me. I'm putting my life on the line to tell you that God wants to open your eyes for the things of God and He wants you to hear by the Holy Spirit. And the battle becomes lighter. In Paul's expression, the way Paul said, the flesh lusteth against the Spirit. It simply means that the private mind lusts against the Holy Spirit. So it is you arguing against the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit arguing against you. It means two states, like as fire and water, darkness and light. But if the soul cares for the body, protects the body from interference from the flesh, abstaining from flesh, and suffers in order to sin, resisting all attempts of the enemy to degrade the body, the victory is assured in your life. So you can do things to help you in the situation you're in. There's all kinds of things you can help. And so you need to protect your body. You know, to eat a burger every single day is one of the greatest sins against the body. <laughs> I know a young man who says, Rick, I mind, uh, continuously have all kinds of sexual intonations day and night. Well, certainly. You treat your body as a garbage can and you expect the Holy Spirit to win the battle for you. I'm not against McDonald's because I do partake of it once a month. But I'm saying to you that if you don't know how to protect your body, you are feeding the body things that are bad and the, Holy, and the devil gets advantage of it and destroys your life. 
presenting your bodies as living sacrifices. God can save your life and family and your body as well. Compare Romans 7.23. I want to read Romans 7.23 because you're going to see it uh, in a different light. If I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind, and make me a prisoner of the law of sin which is in my members, what wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on, the, on one hand, I myself with mind and, and am serving the law of God, and with the other, my flesh, the law of sin. So in other words, when the body is totally out of proportion, and you're not really honoring God with worship, present your bodies as living sacrifice, and you are just not paying attention, what happens is, is that your mind takes over, and it fights against the Holy Spirit. It battles against the Holy Spirit. The battle is inside of your mind. The battle is inside of your spirit. The battle is inside of your soul. And you are battling this demon of hell who keeps on telling you that you're no good, that you have sin, that you'll never be able to make it. Every time the thought comes in, you say, God, I thank you for my body that you give me. I thank you the way you created me. Help me to overcome the accusations of the devil against it. And I welcome you, Holy Spirit, to deal with me. To will and not to will belongs to the soul. Say it with me. To will and not to will belongs to the soul. One more time. To will and not to will belongs to the soul. You have control of that by the Holy Spirit. I met a lady in Brazil that came for counseling. And she was uh, worked as a street woman at the beach. We were there and she sat close by and begins to talk with us. And so I began to counsel her. And suddenly she shows up at the mission. And what I told her was that the reason why she's so struggling is because she listens to her mind more than she listens to God. She listens to her will, her deprived mind, more than she listens to God. And she said, well, how come? I, th- I told her, you have a soul. And your soul, it is something precious that God is trying to bring together, ready for eternity. And I want you to know that. And of course she left praising the Lord and singing. For the first time she had some release that she's not a bad, bad person with a bad, bad body. Wherefore she says this, these are contrary to one another. The left pole and the right pole are never going to accept each other. Evil desires are decided on the strength of your will and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I wrote this and I think it's the last thing I have to say, but Let me say again, evil desires are decided on the strength of your will in the power of the Holy Spirit. One more time. Evil desires are decided on the strength of your will in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again. Evil desires are decided on the strength of your will in the power of the Holy Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit, you're not subjected to the law. Meaning, if you are being led, if you make a mistake, you confess your sin, you try to do right, you are righteous. Listen to me. The devil has been telling you, you're no good. 
There are certain areas of your life where you're never going to win yet. It's going to let you down. But you need to stay put and continue to battle. If you are led by the Spirit, you're not subjected to the law. If you function by the law of any nature, any nature, anything to do by the law, the works of the law will be manifested in your life. And you know, <laughs> I want to read it again, I'm saying it again. If you, if you function by the law of any nature, the works of the law will be manifested in your life. I hope that this helped you. I hope that this uh, assisted you in this great battle. And if you, if you want to know the truth, I battle too. Don't put me there as one of the saints who has conquered and won the victory. I'm, a, I'm battling every day. But I know who my mind belongs to. I know who my body belongs to. And every morning as I come into prayer, I say, God, my, my mind is not deprived. God, my mind belongs to you. God, I commit to you my life completely. I ask you, Lord, to forgive my sins through Christ Jesus. I ask you, God, to renew my spirit, God, daily. And I ask you, God, that you never let me down in Jesus' name. Amen. God be with you. Senhor, eu vejo o mundo triste Atribulado pela ação de Satanás Clamando no escuro Correndo e olhando para trás E eu vejo de coração aberto Para receber o pecador E eu oro estrela alva Brilha a luz, genuíno meu viver.